0: I hate when people use the word piggyback
1: where have you ever had a piggyback ride it's kind of fun welcome to the barracks podcast welcome to the barracks podcast welcome to the barracks podcast featuring amanda Keane and kirsten kosian the views comments statements and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the salvation army
2: as
0: kids, we believed that the angels talked. Everything is magic till you think it's none
2: It's easy to be thankful for the things you've
3: got. It takes
2: guts to give thanks for the things you've lost.
0: to our podcast welcome back welcome to episode
1: number two of the barracks podcast.com
0: <laughs> that's not true we don't have a website <laughs> called the but it don't go there But we
1: do have a website it's called the barracks something at, at like podbean.com clearly we are
0: beginners slash let's just lay that X out here. slash pokemon Okay. None of those things that came out of her mouth were true. Evie. So, <laughs> you're not building a good, credible um, foundation for yourself, Kiri. Well,
1: whatever. That's okay. It's cool.
0: It's fine. I don't, but we're glad I don't that mind. you are listening to the second episode. That meant that the first episode happened.
1: And you might have listened to it, and then now you're listening to the second one.
0: Right. Like I want to assume, it's like one of two things. Either you listen to it and you loved it and that's why you're listening to it now because you're like oh yay I want more or you listen to the first episode and you thought what a train wreck Mm -hmm. so I'm going to tune into the second episode to see if it's worse and I'm going to hope some people love
1: train wrecks some people really they really enjoy
0: on that note I think we should really bring in the next person the last person of our production team Um. So the first episode, you all met Zane and Catherine Kohler, right? And now we have Sarah. Hey, Sarah.
3: Hi, this is Sarah
1: McCula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah. What's up, girl? Where Where you Where you been? <laughs>
2: You know, I'm just
3: really glad to be here. I'm honored. I'm entertained already. Amen. (laughs) I'm proud of you guys. This actually... Guys, listeners, can I speak to you directly? It takes a lot of effort, a lot of planning to put this kind of thing together. And these gals have been diligent. They have... Been if you can't tell, organizing. We've been planning. They have been. A lot. A lot. I've seen a lot of lists and a lot of um, <laughs>
1: topics. It's their hearts are in it. So <laughs> cool. So welcome. We wanted to ask Sarah a couple of questions. These are our questions for our segment called "From the Field," which are news updates from around the territory slash just. We ask the same questions over and over again to different people. So today we're asking Sarah, the first question is, what does your core do to celebrate the gospel in your community? Mm, And then the second one is, what are you excited about in the Salvation Army?
3: I think our, well, just today we had our bell ringers recognition
1: moment in
3: in our morning meeting. And then they had a a celebratory luncheon afterwards, and uh, my husband and um, Captain Pedro Arias got to address the men and women that um, came to the front, our bell ringers, and really acknowledged their part in, mm-hmm. in speaking love into our community, and um, and some of our bell ringers, also I'll mention Roger by name. Roger, who has been ringing with us for for many years and really has built a, uh, a relationship, this one specific jewel, and people will go out of their way to give to that kettle. So on Christmas Eve alone, he made $1,300 Ooh. in a really short day. That's
1: crazy. Because
3: he, he he's an extension of our ministry, and he's one of our ministers. That's how I have to understand it, mm-hmm. because he is showing so much love, Year after year, day after day, he's at the same spot. And um, so that was just kind of a reminder of how we're celebrating the gospel in our community.
0: I love that because oh, so often during kettle time, we just get bogged down with all of the responsibility. Like, this is what has to happen, and it feels heavy, and we're just running around like crazy people. But I love that your core and you like recognize this as Roger is, is taking this seriously mm-hmm. every year and he is spreading joy and he is spreading love and a whole lot of fun where he's at. And I think that that's a really important thing to recognize because I bet as, you know, you talk about Roger, I think of other people from my previous appointments who have been doing the same thing and they are like messengers of this mm-hmm. gospel out in the community as they ring a bell. So I think that's really cool.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Second question, right? Second question is what are you personally, Sarah M. <laughs> you good at this. What, eye are, eye. <laughs> what are you excited about in the Salvation Army? And that can be mm-hmm. at your core or it could be worldwide mm-hmm. or whatever, you know?
3: I think what I'm excited by is I'm seeing more and more creativity on all sorts of levels and it might honestly be coming from a little bit of a place of desperation but i think that's uh i think that's not a bad thing like the
1: the creativity is from desperation a
3: little bit like okay meaning um okay wow we we really do have to try something new because what has been working Um, or what has been happening, maybe not be working anymore. So I do (laughs) Mm -hmm. think I'm seeing more and more creativity. So in my job, I get to uh, receive – or I don't receive it, but my department receives – 12 month
1: reports about um, from women's ministries. Oh, I remember filling those things out.
3: Yeah, they're not well loved (laughs) because they are a lot of work. But so I've been reading through them and just seeing so many creative ideas from all corners of the territory. So this last week, we started um, a new. Uh, a new project Mm -hmm. called the Kindred Collective, um, a series of three emails a week. One starts with our very own captain, uh, Kirsten Kosian, right here. She provides exam and prayer questions to read on um, Monday evening. And then the other two days are ways, um, ideas, ministry ideas, or concepts or encouragements to, um, Help women connect with women and women connect with the community. So mm-hmm. this past week shared um, an idea from Jamestown, North Dakota.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just so fun. I read that email.
3: You got it? I got it. I'm glad you opened it. I think
1: it had cocoa. It had something to do with <laughs> yeah, cocoa. Yeah, it did. And oh, I but... love cocoa. Yeah. it's it The movie and it's. the beverage.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just to see those creative ideas
3: coming out and and – but not saying throw out all the previous stuff because one of those creative mm-hmm. ideas was about um, someone's testimony of saying when they when at their core they're coming they're sitting together with core members brainstorming what do we what should we do and someone says you know I came to the Salvation Army through a door from door to door ministry someone knocked on my door and said. We'd love you to come to our church. Mm -hmm. And I've never stopped coming. She's like, we should do that. Cool. So just, and and that's a part of my family history too, is that, um, uh, but the Salvation Army really entering into a community, not waiting for the community to come to them. So that's how my father came into the Army Mm -hmm. A bus, rolled right into his uh, Detroit projects, picked him up,
1: and here we are. Cool, very cool. All right, so I think Amanda wants the mic back, or you wanted to ask her a question? I think she's got a follow-up question.
0: I do have a follow-up question. I recognize that we have not really explained. So Sarah's role on our production team is a consultant because she and the women's department at THQ do this podcast called The Prepare Podcast correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, and Sarah, I'd like you just to take a second to talk about it's it's kind of coming back in a new way mm-hmm. this year. So do you want to talk about that? Sure.
3: Yeah, it started in 2015 as a monthly podcast where I meet with uh, a woman of faith and in ministry to hear from their experiences and wisdom to help prepare and equip uh, the listeners in our faith pursuits and callings. And um, that. That does not change that mission and concept and purpose, but we are going to, a lot of those episodes would be almost an hour. We're going to shorten those episodes and do um, work our best to have at least two episodes, two guests a month. And uh, we got a new logo. I'm pretty excited. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, those are just some updates. And we, after um, Arise and Shine, which was a big, you know, a huge effort, uh, took a break, to kind of regroup and say how do we want this to continue and what do we want it to look like so after two months off uh, we just got um it's about to go live tomorrow morning this is episode two so back on the seventh right yeah. in line with the the barracks you guys yeah. i think yours is coming out at 6 a.m and i think i put mine at 6 15 so
0: <laughs> yes that's perfect yeah. look at that great minds um So you should have Amina Brown on your podcast. That would be so cool. Do you know her?
3: I do. I mean, I've met her and experienced her at Regeneration
0: 2011, 10, 12. Yeah. So the reason that I thought of that is because I listened to her podcast Mm -hmm. called Her, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great podcast. And she does a segment called, I think, She Did That, Mm -hmm. and she asks her, you know, guest, think of like a woman who should receive the she did that award Mm. and they always say Beyonce every time which you know Beyonce is pretty cool but the reason all of these (laughs) exactly (laughs) there's some more names out there exactly exactly (laughs) um but no I the reason I came to that was I just really love what you're doing in the women's department and I think about when Embrace first came out and I know that these are not singularly your ideas Mm -hmm. so I'm not trying to steal glory from anybody like it only goes to Jesus right but I think about like she did that like Sarah you where you're at right now God is using you and I love the things that are coming out of the women's department because they feel like they're born out of a place of wanting to create relationships you know with women um, not only in our core but also in the community Uh, so I'm just really grateful that you're there Mm -hmm. for this time and place uh, for as long as they have you so We're so grateful.
3: Very affirming. Yay. Appreciate that.
0: So thanks, Sarah. We're so glad that you're here on our team. First, I just want to be real with where I'm at right now. Like, you know, you have super bad days. Raise your hand if you have super bad days sometimes. I'm raising my hand. Kiri apparently does not have super bad days. I'm just looking off into the distance. If you're driving, don't raise your hand. It's like one of those things where when you're praying in the car and someone's driving. And you start crying. (laughs) No. (laughs) When you're driving and you're praying in the car, you don't want to close your eyes if you're the driver. you got to keep them open. Okay. So don't raise your hand. Anyway, it's just a rough day and we're recording a podcast. And so
1: it's unpredictable tonight. You never know what's going to happen. So
0: different things happen. That's right. Kiri. What have you heard <laughs> of these memes that are about like Susan? Like no, Susan memes. Susan, who I know, right, like right. one Susan. I hope that I'm not the only person who knows what this is, but it's like Susan. First of all, whosoever's name is Susan, I'm really sorry because Susan, you've got a lot of memes about you. Susan for Bu- example, Susan Buckowitz. Right. I feel bad for is her. Is this about her? Her. See, here's one that I read today because I was looking up quotes to cheer me up. It says. When you're in a bad mood and someone says, cheer up, like, thanks, Susan. Never thought of that. Now I'm fine and I love life. Like that.
1: Dang, Susan. Why did you have to say it like that? (laughs) Or
0: (laughs) I hate people who get personally offended when I'm in a bad mood. Like, I'm not mad at you, Susan. I'm mad at the world. Okay? Like, that's Susan. I can't believe you have never heard of this. Yeah, no, I don't. Mm Mm-mm. Well, for all the people who are listening, who are far more culturally um, pop, culturally brainwashed, intelligent (laughs) and brainwashed. (laughs) So, you know, Susan, don't tell me to cheer up today. Okay. I'm I'm not. I didn't. Did I tell you to cheer up? No, you're not Susan either. Okay. So. That's cool. We've gone into the segment and we just took a moment of (laughs) realness. (sighs) Of, of where we're at. But on the same train of real and authentic, yeah, we're talking about holiness.
1: Okay. What's real about that? What's real
0: Oh. About <laughs> 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 a lot of things are real about holiness. <laughs> so the Salvation Army is a holiness movement. Like we're known as a holiness movement, right?
1: Yeah, we're part of it. We're mm-hmm. part of the holiness
0: movement. We're part of the holiness movement. And I don't think that a lot of times we understand what that means, right? Like, we know that we should be holy, like God is holy. We've learned this.
1: I think I finally understand what you're saying. We don't know what that means.
0: Like, it's finally, yeah,
1: I know. It's finally starting to sink in, maybe. We'll see.
0: Keep going. (laughs) What? Am I thinking what you're thinking? Now I'm self-conscious. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, no, but I just – when we talk about, like, what what does it mean to be holy, if I were to ask a bunch of people what that means or what it means to be a holiness movement, I would get a lot of different answers. And it, And we've talked – we've had conversations about this. Like, these buzzwords that we use sometimes lose its meaning or we don't know what it means. And yeah. then it's like, okay, like, I'm supposed to be holy, but I don't know what that looks like. And and we're too far in. Like we've been talking about this since eighteen sixty five. Like we're too far at in minimum. to be like, hey guys, I don't even know I mean I wasn't
1: what alive it means to be holy. In eighteen sixty five. So I was not ta- I didn't start talking about holiness until maybe like I five was minutes ago when we started five or six years ago. Maybe it would be okay. when I started learning about it.
0: So I wanna start with kind of how I where I'm at, I think, with holiness. Like, just before we even go into it, I want to talk a little bit about um, where I'm at with it. Because, (sighs) well, because this conversation started, Yeah.
1: picture this, THQ, 2018, Hoffman Estates. It's a cool or breezy or warm day. I don't remember the weather because we were (laughs) indoors, but... I'm in I'm sitting in my office minding my own business, clicking on things, scrolling through my spreadsheet that I love. Approving the property project. Uh, <laughs> or making or comments or asking questions or calling people. Anyways, I'm doing whatever it is I do. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. And then all of a sudden, oh my goodness. It's Amanda, and she's marching into my office and she's <laughs> slamming her books around and she's throwing things and she's yelling. And every that doesn't sound they like they were me. about to call 911 on Amanda because they're like, Whoa, she has less control. What's going on? And they, <laughs> but I was like, Oh, it's okay, guys, this is normal. This is just Amanda, Amanda always is throwing
0: things. Always, I'm throwing things now. This is just you God, just can't this, see it. This is normal. Yeah, so that, that is partially true. All of that was true up until I started throwing things. Um, but I did come into our office. Yeah, and that's true. <laughs> just started kind of saying where I was at. Like, okay, let's just be real. Let's be real. I'm at a place in my life where I feel that there's something deeper. Right? Like there's something God is – is drawing me in deeper. And I don't fully know what that looks like. I don't fully know what that means, but I'm feeling a pull to go deeper with him. And I'm there's this part of me that's just a large part of me that's tired. Like I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of just the evil that we see in the world, like, I'm tired of putting things above him that I know I shouldn't, like, I'm just, I'm tired, like, I I want to give him my all, I want, I want to do that, but I feel this wrestling inside of me, I think that's a really, kind of the best way to explain it, like, I have this pull toward him to go deeper, to go closer, to be in, um, a closer relationship with him, Mm-hmm. but then I feel the pullback. Like, like is it it's is like it a tug of war. is it
1: like it's too much? Like, so because I can kind of understand. Like, I can identify with what you're saying as far as. Um, I remember one time, so like we did BOS together, and it's like super intense, and you're like praying like so many hours a day, a lot of hours, and all this stuff, and like it's just Steinsland like. Did this, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you're doing he probably really understands what we're about to say here but like so I I got home from that experience and I was like oh dude I can keep this going and like I was like man how how long can I keep this going and then I was like I'm so tired of like I was listening to the Christian music still and like praying a lot and like praying really intense praying and then and I was just like I can't keep this up. <laughs> like <Right>. I can't.
0: <laughs> this cannot last forever.
1: Like god, this is like too much. This is too, too much of Well, but the thing was I I feel like when the Israelites are at the mountain and like Moses is going up the mountain to meet with God and they're like we are scared of God. We don't want to get too close. Mm. Like I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. I, yes, I think I'm with you, Um, and I think what you said brings up a good point of doing things on our own strength, like, and I think that's kind of what you were describing, like, I'm doing all of the right things, I can very much relate to that, you know, I'm reading the Bible, I'm praying, I'm, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, and Yet I, I'm at the end of myself. I'm, I'm coming to the end of myself in that I'm realizing, okay, Lord, there is nothing that I can do in and of myself to make myself holy, like to take myself deeper in this relationship with you, to, yeah, make myself holy. And I'm tr- I try a lot to do that. Like I try to yeah. do all of those things. So... Yeah, but
1: and the so part of it is um, and I wrote down a couple of things of because I was just reflecting on like I've gone through a lot of reflection this year or 2018 and then um, one of the things that I've been working through is uh, some misconceptions maybe that I have about holiness and another way I think about holiness is like a really close relationship with the Lord being obedient to the Lord. What does that look like? So if you think of holiness and then think of other words would be like being close to God, following God well, or whatever. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I think my one of my misconceptions, or some of them, let me just read them, is like that holiness means never stepping out of line. That holiness means submitting to leadership that holiness is not thinking weird or unorthodox thoughts ever that holiness is controlling my thoughts words and deeds constantly and that holiness is like patrolling myself into fruitfulness and and i think that's like the the side of doing it on my own because the worst part of that is you have to know what is orthodox in order to not think anything unorthodox you have like you have to know what you're supposed to think you ha- you have to know what you're supposed to say you have to know what you're supposed to do constantly in order to control it and to do the right things and if you ever get to a point where you're not sure what is the right thing how can you how can you keep it up how can you keep controlling yourself like so that's kind of like the maybe that end of the line that you're describing. Yes.
0: The control thing that you're saying definitely resonates with me because I, going back to the Metro Young Adult Retreat, um, Olivia uh, Shirsath Munn and um, her husband Pratik were the special guests that weekend. And she was preaching about Legion. And
2: mm-hmm. she was
0: talking about how the human response to sin is chains. Right. Mm-hmm. Because this this guy that we read about in the Bible who is referred to as Legion, you know, his community came around to him and like put chains on him to try to like hold him down. Yeah. And so when she talked about that, I thought, oh, my gosh, like that's what I do. You know, I I see my sin, which I probably focus too much on it. Um, What would happen if I mm. didn't focus on that and focused on just like this like pure love and just pure love, you know, of, of Jesus. Um, But, you know, I see that sin and I'm just like putting all the chains on it. Like I'm going to control it with this and I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to like do all of these things to try to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. But the problem is I can't fix the problem. I will never be able to fix it, you know? And so I've been doing this for how many years of my life? And you know, I could see growth of course, but like this is my default. Like my default is to try to chain it up. And so yeah, I, I am. Like I'm at the end of this. Like these chains don't work. I don't wanna waste my life trying to fix myself when that's not it. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. So
0: what what do you got there? You got what do I got there? So You got like a quote or I something? Do, I always have quotes. No, I don't always.
1: Have Insert quotes. quote here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have been reading uh Brangle. And if you rolled your eyes when I just said that name, SLB. <laughs> um I totally get where you're coming from because I just I haven't dived into Brangle because I just I I I went through a season of life, not that I didn't care about holiness, but it just was really confusing to me and I people would say oh I read brangle read brangle and I just didn't want to read brangle cuz everyone was telling me to re- well, read Well and he
1: brangle. has a lot of books. He so has like so which many books. which
0: one, so you which know? So which one, right? Um and I've been reading Heart Talks on Holiness and you can google that and you can find it online. It's like it's 113 pages and I have really loved it. Just before we started recording, I told Kiri... I'm going to send this to you because it's, it's really good, and I feel that it's relevant and it's just speaking right to me. So some of the things I pulled out of it, um, what holiness isn't, which you think you know might be helpful? Just a couple. Holiness isn't a state of freedom from temptation. Like we're always going to be tempted. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. If we could get rid of temptation, we'd get rid of the problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah, right. It's not a state of freedom from infirmities, affliction, um, a state in which there's no further development. It's not that you become holy or sanctified or baptized in the Spirit and that's it. You Mm. don't grow. There's Mm -hmm. not room for growth. Um, It's not a state from which we cannot fall. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not perfection as it comes, like, as it refers to, like, conduct. Like, we're not perfect in every single thing that we do. I think what it is, is a purity of heart and love. Um, uh, that's, I think that's probably the best definition that I've, I hear and I can relate to. Um, and that's kind of become my prayer. Like, Lord, I want this purity of heart and love. Like, I want all of me to be yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those are kind of some of the things that I pulled. And there are so many quotes and I thought, well, I should read this quote and then every time I I found one, I wanted to read another and then this whole podcast would be reading quotes, which So, so we'll we'd just have to tell people you got to just read
1: <laughs> you Samuel read Logan Brinkle. Yeah. We'll make sure we'll put a little yeah, link do that. in the ep- episode description.
0: Yeah. So we, we wanted to talk about this for our second podcast, not to like fully dissect it because it's, this is a 30 minute podcast and oh, we were oh never yeah. going to do that. Oh yeah. Thank girl. Um, but we wanted to kind of just like bring it up because when we took a poll on Facebook and said, Hey, we're, we're thinking about doing yeah. a podcast. What are some themes that you would like to hear? Holiness came up over yeah. and over and over again. And so as I have been going through this holiness journey, um, I've realized that, like, even though sometimes it feels a little lonely, like, am I the only one who's having these thoughts? Am I the only one who, like, doesn't get it half the time, you know? Like, hmm. am I the only one who, I mean, I, I go to church and I, like, true, of course, I love the Lord so much, and there's a lot of things that <laughs> I'm not even gonna say I was gonna say there's a lot of things I'm doing well and there's things that I do well praise God because that's him in me but like there's so much that feels messy about hmm. my life hmm. and I, I don't think that we're great at being real about that in the church because for a number of reasons mm-hmm. I think one we don't make the space for it or the time for it yeah because every single time that I sit down with someone and I say with a lot of courage, I say, my life feels like a mess. And, and here's why, like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like the walls come down and people always understand. Like, they're always like, you know what? I am going through something similar or yeah. I also feel like a mess all the time, you know? And I don't wanna, I don't want to say that we're always in that state Like, that's not what I, I'm not saying that we should all be Christians who are walking around like, oh, we're messes. Woe is me. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I I share this because I want joy and I want peace and I want the things of the Lord more in my life. And there's a lot of hope because I believe that Jesus gives it. Like, I believe that when we ask for it, he delivers, you know? Um, but I wanted, yeah, I wanted to make sure we made that space to have these conversations. So as you're listening to this, I hope that you can relate in some way um, to this discussion.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to what you had said about like that your your favorite definition or I don't know if it's your favorite definition but it's it's the one you pick to use right now sure but um thinking about purity of heart and love and like so for me when i think about like the word purity and pure like those words are one they're super loaded for like a lot of different reasons because like they they are applied to a lot of different contexts so when you say purity of heart and what i think about is that? What does that mean? So, like, does it mean that my heart has only Jesus in it? Which i I think I've heard preachers say things like that. But I think the thing is that God didn't make a billion Jesus's. He made like a whole bunch of individual human beings in families and communities and nations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and being pure of heart and love doesn't necessarily mean that my personality has disappeared, which I oh. think is maybe like a misconception that maybe I carry about holiness where um, like having that ideal of being like almost like a robot, which I know I'm sure I've heard sermons pe- with people saying like, Oh, it's not being a robot. <laughs> but then when I observe humans trying to fit all the other humans into what they want those humans to be doing, it starts to feel like, well, it really is about being a robot, you know, like that kind of thing. So on that dark note. (laughs) On that dark note.
0: Well, (laughs) we can go to our sponsor, which we're excited about. So take a listen to that and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more, kind of piggyback on what... I hate when people use the word piggyback.
1: Have you ever had a
0: piggyback ride? You know what? Let's hear from our sponsor. It's
1: kind of fun.
2: Kirsten and Amanda has asked that I do a little reading out of Martin Luther King Jr. And what I have selected is from his famous I've been to the mountaintop speech he gave in Memphis, Tennessee on April 3rd, 1968. This is... I think uh, the evening before the day that he was shot so here it is here's a little bit of context he has talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan which many of you will know about and then uh, he goes on to say this and this is in the words of Martin Luther King jr. but I'm going to tell you what my imagination tells me it's possible that those men were afraid, and he's talking about the priest and the, uh, the, the scribe that passed the, uh, the man, the victim. You see, the Jericho Road is a dangerous road. I remember when Mrs. King and I were first in Jerusalem. We rented a car and drove from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And as soon as we got on that road, I said to my wife, I can see why Jesus used this as the setting for his parable. It's a winding, meandering road. It's really conducive for ambushing. You start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 miles, or rather 1,200 feet above sea level. By the way, that is what he said. MLK. And by the time you get down to Jericho 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 22 feet below sea level. That's a dangerous road. In the days of Jesus, it came to be known as the bloody pass. And you know, it's possible that the priest and the Levite looked over that man on the ground and wondered if the robbers were still around. Or it's possible that they felt that the man on the ground was merely faking and he was acting like he had been robbed and hurt in order to seize them over there, lure them over there for a quick and easy seizure. And so the first question that the priest asked, the first question that the Levi asked was, If I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But then the Good Samaritan came by and he reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? That's the question before you tonight. Not, If I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to my job? Not, If I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to all of the hours that I usually spend in my office every day and every week as a pastor? The question is not, if I stop to help this man in need, what will happen to me? The question is, if I do not stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to them? That's the question. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination, and let us move on in these powerful days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation.
1: And we're back from that word from our sponsor. Shout out to it's... Today, the day that this is released is actually uh, in honor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. What's up? And the word from our sponsors was actually from Major Falajo reading one.
0: That last name sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It means garlic in Spanish, yeah, it so it could be. You have you been using a lot of seasonings I have. That recently? Was it. Yep, yeah that was it. probably what it was anyway, sorry to interrupt you. um the the quote that he read, part of it that really stuck out to me and that really comes up maybe recently all the time or whatever. what's gonna happen to me if I help this person is kind of one of the ideas that resonated with me from that, and I think that just really leads into when we pursue holiness sometimes that means that our behavior towards other people is what's impacted not sometimes but mo- probably most of the time our our behavior towards other people is what's really changing that's what that's where you find holiness at work and benefiting others is when it f- flows out of us when it when god gets a hold of us and changes us and then it turns our behavior around it turns our relationships around um it's really about the community and um so one of our one of our questions or our question this week for the hashtag so remember hashtag the barracks podcast and i think a lot of people have been catching on with this they've
0: been spelling it correctly
1: that is just beautiful i love when people spell words correctly if i i mean if you hadn't have said wow. anything about the wow. X
0: and the, wow. uh, that there's two R's and not an X, I'm pretty sure no one would have been using our. I
1: bet all the English teachers of the world are really appreciating our yeah. emphasis on spelling. Yep. But, so our question this week that we want you, our listeners, <laughs> to respond to... Is what postures or practices have you adopted in your relationship with Jesus? Now, we really struggled over the wording
0: for this. So please
1: forgive us about whatever. I just want to add this really quick.
0: Because here we are being real again. We recorded this. We recorded this episode. Like 50 times. And by 50, she means (laughs) one other time. On... But we also like Sunday? hashed it over like was it repeatedly. Sunday?
1: No, I, uh, yeah, it was Sunday.
0: It was Sunday. We were we recorded this and we did it, and it was just rough.
1: Amanda was just like Kirsten, not good enough,
0: not good oh, enough, okay. Kirsten. Let's, well, we need to do a re a retake again. That sounds just like me. And it's not good enough. And then I started tipping over things. No, it just She's it there was something some. that wasn't She's so violent, right? And Um, so going back to the question, it did take us a minute to come up with this question. And here's maybe why this was so hard because, and and I'll just speak for myself when I'm talking about holiness, I don't feel like this expert. And so I don't want to sound dumb. I don't want to sound dumb in what I'm saying. And I don't want it to come out wrong. And I don't want people to misunderstand me or be confused. And I think that's why this was so hard for us to do. But I think that fear or insecurity and maybe i'm alone um i probably amanda, am
1: amanda you're the only one i'm the only the one universe who, feels who ever feels stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs> about specifically this <laughs> no but like you know i think that's what stops us from having some conversations sometimes because we're like we don't want to look like an idiot but here we are looking like idiots well, and it's and, okay but on
1: my side i just get confused right when people use
0: terms and yeah, i'm like well
1: what does that mean and that i gotta experience. i just have to blame that on my education because mm. in my education i remember my painting professor bobby <laughs> mckibben was like oh my gosh you
0: just say had
1: it okay. had a had a uh a bumper sticker Question everything. On the- <laughs> so you okay, took no, that to it heart.
0: <laughs> you adopted that. into your. Okay, well now that explains a lot. You yeah, guys tried doing I a podcast. Don't, I don't think that here. was.
1: I don't think that started in college. That was probably my parents' fault. But anyways, our question is, what postures or practices have you adopted in your relationship with Jesus? And now we're going to answer it. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Raise your hand.
0: <laughs> Let's rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Come on! Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, I, I beat just, you. Yeah, she beat me with the rock. I had the scissors.
1: The first time we both had scissors. Yeah, just so you knew. Sorry, so I felt that we left you out. I wrote down for what I was going to use as my response would be it was called road rage, because so, I, I really dislike being in the vehicle, being in the car. I hate driving. I hate riding. I hate cars. Yeah, me too. I hate know. traffic. I hate other humans driving cars. Pretty much everything having to do with cars is very painful for me. You're spiraling. I'm spiraling out of control. Okay, back on track here. Road rage. So when I'm in the car driving, I was discovering that I would just be full of anger at every single car. And they would just be doing normal stuff that I would be doing too. For example, changing a lane or like... Passing me on the right or the left, singing along to the radio. I never heard them, so I didn't get well, mad but about you, that.
0: You can sometimes see. That I do, happening.
1: but I don't get there mad about be... that. Okay, I don't well, get I mad just about. Thought you were mad. At I everything. get. I get. Well, sorry. It I mu- I you. maybe misspoke then. But <laughs> the people driving annoys me. Other human beings driving vehicles annoys me, and so I was discovering I had a lot of anger about that. So, I started, just like talking to God about it and being like, what's wrong with me? I hate feeling this way. I don't like feeling angry all the time. Yeah. And the worst part was this was the moment I was in the car. I was on an on-ramp. Everybody was stopped. And I was thinking to myself, I could get out of the car right now and start beating people up. Whoa. That's what I was thinking. And I was like, "That is, that has gone really dark. <laughs> That's like totally the opposite direction that I want to go in my life. It's not right. what I want to – and what's even worse was then, like, my mom was telling me a story about someone who really oh, did kill someone yeah, let's not because go of cars. That. that was rough. We
0: saw that. Oh, it was awful. It was
1: and so I just started getting really serious. Like, okay, so obviously this can happen. Like, you can be overcome with rage and end up killing another human being because of the stupidest, stupidest things. So I just started w- working through that. So, like, I guess that's kind of like my posture practice in my relationship with Jesus that I've been working on Mm -hmm. the past few months is just trying to um, let go of my frustration with other human beings behaviors, I guess. And not, and not, um, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: makes sense.
1: I, Amanda's turn. It's Amanda's turn now. She's going to share about her postures or practices. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, thank you for that introduction. I was at Madison, Indiana Corps. Uh, shout out to Captain Brenna Lee and Lieutenant Vinal Lee. Yeah. Um, so I was there for their Catalyst of Hope conference, which was so great. And I was just really blessed to be part of it. And Stephen Court was there. As a special guest, and he's cool too, and he said something. He said a lot of some things, but the the <laughs> the thing that stuck out to me was kind of a testimony that he gave about how when he was um, like leading up to this baptism of the Holy Spirit, this experience that he had, uh, he was consecrating things. Like just for six months, he was just consecrating things to the Lord, like giving things back to Him. Really, so like you know, money and ministry and marriage. I don't remember the exact things he said, but I'm just giving examples. Okay,
1: marriage, Um, ministry, Hmm. right?
0: Uh, Were all those melting pots? All of those were M's. Oh man. (laughs) So N anyway, <laughs> Just so that, that, right, right. So that stuck out to me, um, because I always want to have something to do. Like I, and I'm always doing, and I need to yeah. stop doing. That's what I need to do is stop doing. Okay, But what I can do or posture myself or however, um, we worded that question is, surrender myself to consecrate things to him to say lord this wasn't even mine to begin with but I'm giving it to you like this is yours do with it as you will and so that's kind of the anthem of sorts of this season of life that I'm in I want to be like Jesus like hardcore and I I think the only way to really do that is to just give him all that I am cool cool cool. we sing Cool, cool, cool. All I... No, we don't have the right K- to wait, that. No, yes, keep we going. do. Wait, it's a song I do. I'm all kidding. All I'm not singing.
1: Okay. That's
0: Amanda. <laughs> that's that that's be. not me.
1: That's Amanda right now. No, sing I was it.
0: talking while you were doing all all I can split I my voice. I <laughs> don't even know the words. I'm really not the my one to sing that. I don't I know it well. For you okay. okay. This is how we're ending the podcast. Right now,
1: today.
0: Okay, please come
1: forward to the altar, everybody.
0: Yep. I'm, I'm Wherever here. you
1: are, whatever altar you have, <laughs>
0: just
1: you know you can kneel
0: right there. Don't make fun of the altar, kiri Okay, and that's a serious also, thing.
1: Also, hashtag us so we can add you to our stats. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm our, I'm our altar calls. That's another episode, okay? <laughs> Maybe those are important. Sometime stats. in the future. Hey, we want seekers. Man. I just like making fun we of want it. Want people to be more. I'm like not seekers. like
1: gonna stop doing altar calls just because I make fun of it. Believe me, believe me.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know what? Thank you all for listening. We just, we really appreciate it, and we've been really encouraged just from the responses from our first episode. And wow, we wow, people, wow, wow, wow. I don't, I don't know what that. I want to
1: hear more. I want to hear more, like more hashtags. <laughs> I
0: wanna... Yeah, we do want to hear more hashtags. We do want to hear more hashtags. Um, but we were okay if like. Only one person listened to this episode, and yeah. we're glad people are listening. Yeah,
1: I mean, today, for this episode, I think maybe, will your mom listen to it?
0: I should ask my mom. Yeah. She probably will. Find out. So, but yeah, we, we love you all. Hey, Mom. I, I love you all. I won't say we because I don't know what she's doing over there, but.
1: I have Jesus I in do. my heart, so I love everybody.
0: Yes. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Even when I'm on the highway and I want to beat people up.
0: I'm not gonna drive next to you, but on that note, please don't. <laughs> let's do the question one more time. Okay. So, hashtag the Barracks Podcast and answer this question: What postures
1: or practices have you adopted in your relationship with Jesus? And also, guys, but for real though, I've gotten a lot better. I'm not quite as hateful on the road anymore. Just oh, I, that. I was telling, yeah, keep saying, keep saying, <laughs> build it up, build up, but that is a place where I feel like I've been experiencing victory. not And not 100% because sometimes I do get upset. Sure. But it's like way more under control. And that's God at work in me. That's, yeah. you know, so like yeah. I, yeah. I, I think God. I understand. For real, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah he yeah. does that. So, sorry. I don't know. That might be
0: kind of awkward. It's not. You know, it's a funny thing because we can relate to road rage. But that like for real in all seriousness, um, praise God for just working on you in that way and that's what we want hashtag, right? We're hashtag like jesus list.
1: okay hashtag the various podcast blessed guys. with two
0: z's bye
2: as kids we believe that the angels taught everything is magic till you think it's none Easy to be thankful for the things you've got it takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. Mm.